All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. We're going to talk about Dragon Ball Super Broly spoilers. So, I said it out right. Spoilers! If you don't want to be spoiled about the movie, don't listen to this podcast. Move away. Don't even bother. All right, I've given you enough time to move away simply because I started by saying spoilers. So, here we go. In this episode, I'm not going to talk about the whole synopsis. Synopsis is actually very long. I had two versions of them. One of them were, was 12 minutes, one of them was 36 minutes. Both why Geekdom 101, thank you Geekdom 101, for making and finding these synopsis and these story spoilers. Thank you so much. Now, let me tell you why I even went ahead and read it. Well, for one thing... It was very difficult to wait for this movie. For the second one, is that we have to wait a much longer time. I mean, for those of us who are not in the US, we have to wait until the Blu-ray release comes around. So this means not only do I have to start avoiding spoilers from November, which was the premiere, I have to dodge spoilers so much up until probably March or April, where when the Blu-ray comes around. That's a long time. Currently, I've been dodging spoilers for My My Hero Academia 2 Heroes, but I was able to do that simply because I started following My Hero Academia much later than everything else. I mean, when, when I started, the movie had already come out, and fortunately, there wasn't that much spoiler to begin with, given the fact that it happened between uh, season two and three. So I was like, woof. At least, it's not going to be massive spoilers that affects the story. Maybe it does. I don't know. Anywho, we're going to talk about these spoilers, what do they mean for the Dragon Ball lore, and on and on. I'm not going to go into specific details completely, but I'm going to talk about some specific things. As you heard, the first part of the movie is about the Saiyans. And as we know, it's a mix between the... uh, the story of Bardock, father of Goku, and Dragon Ball Minus. From what we heard, almost the entire Dragon Ball Minus happens in the movie. Then comes the other part, which is from that anime special once aired. Honestly, that anime special was once considered canon, but now it's retconned. But is it retconned in a terrible way? No. First of all, it is said that... These these Saiyans, basically, um, Vegeta, Goku, and Broly, they are not the same age, thank God. Vegeta is older than Goku. He's the same age as Raditz, who who he's friends with in the movie, and we see him. So this is great news. We also um, know for a fact that um, everything that happens in this first part is not a complete retcon. The fact is that we thought that basically Bardock had a team, he lost the team, he wore the bandana, he went on to rebel and died. What happens in the movie is that he does rebel against Frieza. He does go to fight Frieza and he dies. I think this was an amazing thing they kept. Because 
We all liked Bardock. We loved Bardock because it was a badass. He went to fight. He didn't stop and cry and say, holy shit, we're going to die. So that makes us very happy that he's still a badass. We're told that he has a significant role in the movie. Now, one thing that we should look at is, does all of this have a huge impact on the Saiyan world in Dragon Ball? Well, I'm very happy that we got a much bigger background on these guys, how they died, what happened. But there is one thing that I think they forgot, and that was Beerus issuing the order to Frieza to destroy the Saiyan planet. So, while it does open up a lot, it leaves some um, loose ends, which can spell doom for everyone. I don't mean the series, I mean the characters. Imagine this, imagine Beerus comes, he's acting very friendly as always, and Frieza lets slip that he told me to destroy the Saiyan home planet. Well, I'm sure Beerus would destroy Frieza for this betrayal, but it would mean that Goku and Vegeta would go nuts and fight him because they're mad that they trusted this guy. And yet he's the reason their planet is no more. That is, that would be a huge twist. Second thing is that while this kind of a backstory is really nice and really well, um, I don't think it serves into the bigger picture. It did in the end, but that's all I think it's going to do. Unless they actually plan on bringing these guys back. Of course, we're very happy that we get, we get to see Guinea. We get to see Bardock, King Vegeta, everyone. But that's about it. I mean, that history, that everything, even though it's amazing, it's it does serve a purpose, but I would like to think that it can have another kind of impact and not yet. Because that history is still wide open. While not specifically the history of these Saiyans, I would like to see the hi more history of the other Saiyans. The other thing that I think the movie missed out on was how Goku got his powers. They said we're going to see the origin of Goku's powers. Some thought he was connected to the first Super Saiyan. We didn't get to see that apparently in the movie, which is a shame. Though I wouldn't put it behind them to explore that in the anime. But here in the movie, we didn't get to see that. Another kind of a hype that Japanese usually do and forget about it until much later. So, this first part seems very promising, very nice. Then we get back to the current world, where we understand Frieza is stealing Dragon Balls. He wants to wish to be 5 centimeters exactly taller. At which point someone says, do you want to be like your brother? This is an amazing easter egg and not to Cooler. This means that Cooler is in the canon. And he will probably look a little bit different from the movie version that we know and love. But I think he will be introduced down the line. I would love to see his golden Cooler version in the games as well as the anime. So it is quite something to know that yes, he is there. So this opens up Frieza's world even more. Seeing Cooler and how much more powerful or weaker he is would be something amazing 
and seeing him achieve golden form would be something really cool. I would love to see that happen, which would mean, again, it opens up another part of the lore. The whole movie opens up the world of Dragon Ball in tenfolds. Most of the things that were considered non-canon thanks to the movies are now, most of them actually, are being put into canon. And that's amazing. They made it so seamless. Those three movies that inspired the Dragon Ball Super Broly, they all kind of came together to form another big story that is not only canon, but actually really good. Now, I think that these spoilers that we're about to hear, which includes the fight and Broly and things like that, not only do they serve the greater purpose of opening this whole world, but at the same time, they might actually destroy a little bit. Now, why do I think that? As far as we know, Broly has three forms. One is the base form, which is crazy powerful. The other is the Super Saiyan form, which, as I predicted, is because Paragus dies and he's very mad, so he turns Super Saiyan. The other is Super Saiyan full power, which turns his hair green. Now, why do I think this is a problem? Super Saiyan full form has green hair, immense power, immense physical uh, tributes, and wide eyes. Same thing goes for Kaylee which we said is legendary Super Saiyan, or Super Saiyan Berserk mode. This is where it gets a little bit different. Is Kaylee's power the same as Broly? Can Broly actually contain that power, just like Kaylee, to look even cooler? I mean, to be honest, that hair that Kaylee has is seriously much better than the Super Saiyan. For Super Saiyan goes like up all the way. But hers is like in, a, in an angle. So, are they the same? Are they not the same? This is another thing that we don't know. This is something that we probably should have been told. And if we're going with Super Saiyan full form, this raises another question as to how many people can actually reach the Super Saiyan full form. Is it possible for Goku, for example, to reach this form? And honestly, this is impossible how powerful Super Saiyan Full Form is. It was able to go head-to-head -head with Gogeta Blue. Mind you, this is the fusion. Fusion that happens through Fusion Dance, which means it's weaker than Potara, but is a fusion between two people, Goku and Vegeta, who are much more powerful than they were at the end of Future Trunks Saga. At the end of that, they fuse into Vegeta. A very powerful fighter, which in terms of power, I can say that he, he was actually super powerful. But he was facing somebody who was even more powerful because they mixed two unholy things together to create a super powerful character, which was Fio Zamasu. Now, this is Super Gogeta, who is extremely powerful here as well. This dude is very powerful. He's... My god, he's, he's amazing. He's like super OP. He could maybe go head-to-head -head with uh, Beerus, actually. 
But then again, Goku said to Broly that at one point he was stronger than Beerus Broly was. So that is something. I'm like, holy crap, Broly is stronger than Beerus? Wow. Then imagine Vegito, how much more powerful Vegito would be than Gogeta in this state. And how dangerous would that be? Now, this is the problem that we have. We are not told many, many things about these forms. We're not sure if this form is exclusive to Broly. Is it not exclusive to Broly? Who can do this? Who can't do this? This is kind of a um, gray area that we are not sure about. We don't know what's here, what's there. So that's one point. The other is that even though I love everyone's roles, I would think that going forward, does this mean that everybody else would have limited roles? Are they not supposed to be in the movies and the animes as much? This goes for almost every character aside from Goku and Vegeta. While I love that this story is about Saiyans and stuff like that, my questions is, my questions are that every other character here, would they have any role to play in the future arcs or something? Or is it going to be just Goku and Vegeta affair? I mean, I'm not against that, but I'm thinking that we grew up with all of these characters and we like them as a team, the Z fighters, but now the Z fighters is only Goku and Vegeta. So that's where I stand. I like to think that Gohan could come back into the fold and given how much power he has, how much Latin power he has, I would love to see that. And Trunks and Goten, I would like to see them grow up and be more powerful. I want to see them actually be useful. So we don't get to see any of that in this movie. We just get to see the evolution of Goku and Vegeta. Now, one thing that that does bother me is that how come Goku or Vegeta did not go into any higher state? I'm not, I didn't expect them to unlock a new transformation, but I would think that, you know, Goku at least could have gone Kaioken, Super Saiyan Blue. Vegeta could have gone Super Saiyan Blue Evolution. But none of that. And it's kind of disappointing. Because I would think that even though there would still be no match for Broly at that point, it would still be a cool idea to say that, yes, these guys still have a lot of power they have yet to show. Um, in terms of how much expanded is um, the Dragon Ball lore right now, thanks to this movie, I would say that it, it's really, it really raised a lot of questions and it just blew up in everything. We have many things to discover. We have many mysteries now. It's actually really cool that this is happening. And asking these questions is not a negative thing to me. They're like, I have these questions, I'm very excited about them, and I would like to know more about them. As it stands, Broly is a very powerful character. There's no doubt about it. And this character can grow to even more power with proper training. Which gets me even more excited.
But what excites me more is that he didn't die at the end of the movie, which is amazing. And now the question becomes, how long until we actually see him in the anime or manga? Do we get to see him again, or was this one-time affair? I would like to think that this is not a one-time affair. Why? Because Broly just opened up their world in a big way. Goku got to see someone who was just Super Saiyan and was much more powerful than him and Vegeta that they had to do a fusion dance. This is how powerful this character really is. Imagine him figuring out how to do Super Saiyan Blue if he can actually do that. Maybe he has a special level of his own. We don't know. But this is it. This is how powerful Broly is. Broly is now kind of, if he joins actually the Z Fighters, he would become the Hulk of the group. He would be the trump card they need every time they're in the trouble. And I would like to think that he would join these guys. Now, how likely is that? Let me tell you. First of all, this movie is canon. And every villain that kind of survives does come back in some form. Maybe cameos, but they come back. It is a trope that happens every time. Looking back at Dragon Ball history, every character who kind of opened their universe in much bigger ways, they became a supporting character in the end. Now, take a look at Beerus. Beerus was a movie character, a canon movie. He opened up the world of Goku and everybody else by a huge amount of lore and he stayed around as a supporting character. My thoughts is my thoughts are that Broly is doing the same thing. While many of us might think that Broly is a supporting character who just survived and not necessarily needs to be returned into this series, I think that he will return as a supporting cast member. I think that there is something going on. Now, going ahead, how are the relationships going to go? Is everything going to stay the same, not the same? To be honest, I'd like to think that Goku and Vegeta have become much closer. They know more about Saiyans. And I think that Goku just understood a very bigger part of his world, which was understanding that he is a Saiyan. You should embrace that, which he never did. When he says, I am Goku, otherwise known as Kakarot, that's amazing. He finally accepts who he is. That is one hell of a thing. And makes us very happy because we finally hear him say these words and it shows that yes he's finally accepted who he really is he's grown now i want this grown guy to remain like this i want him to remain serious i want him to be like dragon ball z where he was a serious character who actually used his brain do you know which moments of goku i really love I love him very much during the Buu Saga. I'm not saying Buu Saga was amazing. Buu Saga was kind of weird and confusing at times. 
But Goku in that, Vegeta in that, they were amazed. They actually had character developments. Goku was so good. He was very serious. He actually fought about everything before doing any action. He was very cocky. He was very powerful. He knew what he was doing. He was in control. He was serious. So I, after watching DBZ and its end, I didn't watch Dragon Ball much until Dragon Ball Super. And of course, when it was in its fourth season. So when I came back and I started watching, I was like, why is Goku such a dumbass now? This is coming from a guy who watched Dragon Ball Z as a kid and didn't continue watching it for a long time. So that was my recollection of Dragon Ball. And to me, it seemed really weird. Like, why is he so dumb now? He used to be dumb, but not this much. He got serious. So I really hope they continue to make him even a more serious character. A happy, smiling hero, but serious when it comes to business. He's not dumb. That's what I want. So... That's another thing. The other thing that we see in the movie is the relationship between Chile and Broly. While people think that they can be shipped together, I think it's more like a sympathetic thing. I think that Chile actually looks to Broly like a son or brother. She cares about Broly. She wants to protect Broly. So that's why she does protect Broly in the end and goes to look for him. And I think that's an amazing thing. I think that would help Broly... Get in touch with his more human part, for the lack of a better word for Saiyan. And he would become a much better character. He would be much calmer and Chile would be the safeguard against Broly outrage. And it would be amazing to see that happen. Now... Dragon Ball Super Broly has a lot of moments. Seeing Super Saiyan God in action in the true form, which actually makes you excited by seeing that flaming aura. Seeing them turn into Super Saiyan Blue and fighting Broly and still amounting to nothing. Whis distracting Broly from those guys so that they can perform the fusion dance. And, you know, we have Veku and everybody else until Gogeta comes. I think this is a huge opening of the lore. Now, to again irritate what these things are. One, we know more about Saiyans. Two, we know more about their history with Frieza and Frieza's family. Three, we know Frieza has a brother. We're not sure if it's actually cooler or they're going to make another character, but I'm pretty sure it's just cooler. But the canon version now. Four... Fusion dance is done between Go uh, Goku and Vegeta, which produces Gogeta, a very powerful character, who has his own new set of moves compared to what he had in the other movies and the Dragon Ball GT series. Five. Broly has a side called, a transformation called Super Saiyan Full Form, which makes him look like Super Saiyan Berserker or Legendary Super Saiyan, if you want to call it. From Dragon Ball Super anime and manga. This makes us wonder if this is actually the same thing. Or if it's different. How different it is. Are they the counterparts of each other? We don't know. Six. 
Beerus still hasn't answered for what he's done to Saiyans many years ago when he ordered Frieza to destroy the planet. And yet, that is still to come. 7. We've actually seen how powerful Whis is. He's an angel, of course, he's very powerful, but, she, but he's actually that powerful that Broly can't even hit him. This puts Whis a level maybe beyond Mastered Ultra Instinct. I'm not sure if I can say that, but I would like to say that, you know, he, he truly has Mastered Ultra Instinct and maybe even a level beyond it. Like, the longer you know this, the better and more powerful you get. 8. Chile and Broly will have a relationship, not a romantic one, but more of a parental or sibling kind of a relationship. A relationship that probably will help Broly control his anger. 9. Another point that should be irritated about this movie is how Goku and Vegeta grow as characters in the movie. They become much better persons and they understand more about their um, Saiyan heritage and everything. 10. Goku finally acknowledges that he's a, he's a full-blooded Saiyan and that he should embrace his real name, which is Kakarot. It's a big step. 11. Everything that we fought was retconned. Well, it is retconned, but it is not retconned in a huge way that would destroy the lore. The first part of the movie proved that Bardock still is a badass. He still rebelled. Maybe he doesn't have the bandana anymore, but he still rebelled and he's a badass character. 12. In the past lore of the of this movie, we understand that Vegeta, Raditz, Nappa, they all knew that something was going on with Planet Vegeta, but they didn't care because you know they were kids and they were not that into this. But that shows how uh, arrogant and disconnected Saiyan children can be. But yet, even though now, Vegeta shows remorse about that decision and he's a little bit sad. 13. Another point about this movie is that Broly is not a normal Saiyan. Which should be definitely addressed in the upcoming... Um, manga chapters or maybe even the anime if it's coming back because we'd like to know what kind of a saiyan is he is he actually the remnant and the thing is that we all would like to know much more about the saiyans and how many different saiyans are there how much different are they and by telling us if Kaylee and broly are each other counter are each other's counterparts I would like to know, are they actually very different, not different, somehow different? It would be a lot of questions. But Dragon Ball Super Broly, at least from what I can understand from the synopsis, is that this movie is amazing. It's opening up the lore much better than Resurrection F, which didn't do much in my, in my thinking. And I think this is on the levels of... Battle of Gods. Battle of Gods opened up a lot of the lore thanks to its continuation up until now. But Dragon Ball Super Broly can continue that lore in a better way. I think that even though it's very exciting to visit other universes and things like that, it's endless. 
I think it should be now, our focus should be now on the current universe that we have with so much more to explore that we haven't yet found. So I think currently Goku and Vegeta should be thinking about how Super Saiyan can be even improved in much better ways. As far as I know, and I heard from one of the uh, wiki pages that actually goes on with good sources so they don't post shit, they said that if one masters Super Saiyan completely, that Super Saiyan form can be much more powerful than Super Saiyan 3 and 2. That is true because Super Saiyan 1 it doesn't leak as much energy as possible and besides it is very powerful if you can master it. And we saw how powerful it can be because of Broly. Broly didn't master it immediately. I'm not saying that he mastered the full form. He just achieved full form because of his immense power. But at the same time, he achieved it. And imagine if he was able to control how much like Kaylee did in the anime. This would put them in a higher level. Higher level than even Super Saiyan Blue. So this is my thought it's about this thing. Another thing that I would <laughs> tell you about the spoilery thing is that at one point the fight between Gogeta and Broly is so intense and powerful that they keep breaking dimensions. Well, I think that is immensely cool. I would think that Broly and Gogeta would be more powerful than the fight between Goku and Beerus. Because if you remember when Beerus and Goku fought, the whole uh, universe was shaking and they said the universe would be torn apart. Now Goku at one point says in the movie that Broly is stronger than Beerus. And Gogeta is definitely more powerful than Goku in his first Super Saiyan God form. Which makes me think, how did the universe not end? I mean, sure, they destroyed parts of the dimension, dimension kept changing, but the world could be destroyed. Anywho, that, that is it for the spoiler discussions. I think these are the points that are made in the movie and we have to look forward to. It is exciting times for Goku and Goku and the gang, and I hope they continue expanding. I hope we see more of this lore and just keep on going. I, I really would love to see more and more about this. I don't just want to see them make it as a one-off thing. Just I just want to see con continue this the way they did with the other movies. At least the last two. Thank you for listening in. Tell me your thoughts about Dragon Ball Super Broly. Tell me your thoughts about Broly itself. How powerful do you think he can get? How much do you like this new version of him, which I think is much better than the version that we got in the other in the old movies. At least he's actually much cooler now, which was a very difficult task to begin with. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. I hope to hear from you guys very soon. Until next time.